This episode of the Dub Dub Review is sponsored by Magical Mara Designs. Do you enjoy showing off your love of Disney by wearing Mickey or Minnie ears, but get tired of wearing ones that are uncomfortable and give you headaches? Check out the made-to-order ear designs at MagicalMaraDesigns.com. We've got cute and comfortable Mickey and Minnie ears made to order. Designing Minnie and Mickey ears is my hobby. Making ones that are actually comfortable to wear is my passion. Check them out at MagicalMaraDesigns.com. Hello, welcome to the Dub Dub Review News Edition. My name is Chris Malik, and I'm your host for today. And I'm joined by our what was the title I gave you, buddy? Was it was it guest co-host emeritus? Was that it, Michael? I think that was it. Yes, co-host so, emeritus. We're gonna go with something like that. Michael Black, how you doing, buddy? Doing great this morning, Chris. You are the returning. Well, actually, Tim kind of substituted for a week, but you are the returning guest co-host for our news show and we're trying to put a new show out about every two weeks to cover the news of disney universal SeaWorld, uh bush gardens anywhere really in the orlando area and today we've got a little news on margaritaville as well too right yes absolutely we're, we've been excited about that one for a while so i thought we maybe could talk about that you, you know I, I saw it going up and we've driven by the resort in our last trip and it does look really pretty it's it's almost like well i I guess we're kind of jumping the news story there for this but let's what actually let's save the information for that um for the last time that we talked which was probably three weeks ago or so what's new in your life what's going on before we get into the news because we've got some good things to talk about today but i want to hit on you first uh well i'll tell you what uh we it has been a crazy so many weeks. It seems like I, we haven't talked for quite a while. And I was going through news stories. I'm like, well, I want to talk about this. I yeah. don't think they covered it. Um, but as far as our uh, what we have going on, we've been planning our big summer vacation. We have a tendency. Christina loves to plan these, you know, huge summer vacations. Um, they they start off as one thing and they end up growing and growing until they're. Uh, kind of like mega vacations i don't even know how to describe them we 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 always do this we always start off with like one little maybe like a week and and then we'll be like well what if we added this and we can add this oh we'll be close to here we can add that and then before we know it we've got a two-month vacation we've got to pare down you know so so for anyone Uh, listening michael uh christina is a teacher so she's off in the summer and the boys obviously are off in the summer and you have flexibility with your job so you largely take these family road trips that start in one state and end up going all across the country correct buddy yeah yeah they're crazy for the most part we've been east of the mississippi we can't seem to get west of it um but it, that they, they have bridges, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It, it's just a, I don't know. Um, but this time, what we're doing is uh, we are hitting a ton of theme parks. Uh, we're starting off. We, we, it's so funny because we had it all planned. Christina, poor thing, she had it all planned out, and then she um, got asked to do a wedding um, up in Ohio, and that time frame made us switch everything around. Um, so we, she had to plan the whole thing again. So let me see if I can just 
summarize it really quick. Mm-hmm. We are, we are going to Cedar Point. Cool. King, Been there. Uh, well, we're going to Kings Island first, okay. and then we're going north to Cedar Point. Uh, we are are going to Niagara Falls before going to Canada's Wonderland. And then we are uh, coming back down, going to King's Dominion and uh, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. And then on the way down back to Florida, we're going to Carowinds. So it, it, we're hitting all these parks, and we haven't been to King's Dominion. I've never been to Cedar Point. We've never been to Canada's Wonderland um, or Carowinds. Wow. So these are all, all going to be new experiences, and the boys are really excited about it. Um, so it, it should be a fun time. Awesome. I, I've not been to Canada's Wonderland. I want to go. I've been to Cedar Point. It's amazing. And I use the word amazing kind of flippantly. So people are like, yeah, you always say amazing. No, no, no. It's, it really is amazing. It's a cool experience. But it is a thrill ride park mixed with a lot of really great history. But Michael, there's they're known for their thrills, you know. So they have amazing coasters and really cool attractions. But it's clean. It's it's way better than a Six Flags park, so you'll enjoy that. Uh, we've been to Kings Island together, so that's cool. Kings Island's really fun. Our families were together there last year. Uh, I do want to see Kings Dominion and you know Bush Gardens. I want to make my my way out there someday. But awesome! I'm jealous. A lot of miles on the car, that's for sure. Really cool. Oh yeah, and, and we just got it paid off too. So the van's paid off. We're we're ready to go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get to our news because we've got a lot going on. Um, I'm going to have you kind of lead the show here, and and if there's a story that you think needs further explaining, please do take your time. Let people know, you know, exactly the details. If you need a quote or whatnot from the article, please do. Okay, sounds good. I've, I've got, you know, there's not a whole whole lot that happened. It wasn't a huge, you know, week, but like I said, there's some things that um, I found that uh, maybe have been since the last news show that I was on. Um, as well so well you understate this because we have a headliner that's big news in the entertainment industry regarding disney it it's 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 like almost like a game changer type situation right yeah it is and and i'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it so i'm hoping that you can maybe give me some clarity and maybe the the listeners can can help give some clarity i'm not the (laughs) voice of reason michael i don't want to pretend that i am i am not the voice of logic and reason you never know. I don't know. In conversations you have with Bob Iger, you maybe, you know, can give us some heads up about the inner workings of Disney here. But uh, it's basically that Disney gains full control of Hulu. Um, they have finally – this has been an ongoing for quite a while now. I've been watching it unfold to where Disney's buying up chunks of Hulu to the point to where there's one remaining and it was Comcast – and now Comcast has agreed uh, to for Disney to have full control, and then they have come up with a deal for Disney to buy out Comcast's basically share stake in Hulu. And so I'm I'm really kind of confused about this because um, at first when I heard about this, and this was long before we had heard like definitive Disney Plus stuff, mm-hmm. um, I had thought, well, maybe. Disney is, you know, edging its way in and thinking this would be a lot easier if we had an existing platform just to turn into our streaming platform. So I thought maybe that's what they're doing. They're, they're wiggling their way in there. They're going to buy it up. Uh, but then now we have all this 
information about Disney Plus, and it's its own entity. And Disney is extremely interested in Hulu now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to ask initially for your initial thoughts. Uh, what do you think their plan of action is here? Well, so this is really interesting because Hulu's like the number two streaming service next to Netflix. So when I heard this, my first thought was Disney bought Hulu to shut it down. And they're going to force subscribers to pick one or the other. And the shutdown is going to occur about December 1st, about a month after the launch of Disney+. And they're going to shut it down and migrate all the content from Hulu over to Disney+. But then I thought, there's some content on Hulu that I know it's going to be owned by Disney, but it's not like synonymous with the brand. You know, it's, I mean, there's vulgarity, there's nudity, there's things that just are just not quite you know, up to the level of like a Disney standard. So you're not going to put, <laughs> you're not going to put Cinderella on channel one, you know, and then have it like nine o'clock at night, you're going to have, you know, something else that's rated MA, you know, at nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if that is the path they're taking or they're simply looking for an outlet. Cause now at first, when you create a streaming service, when you create anything, a YouTube channel, a podcast, content is like the name of the game. How much content can you provide for people? So Disney had to go and provide content. Now they've got their hands on so much content that it might not fit under one streaming service. And certainly some of the content they've acquired doesn't necessarily fit, like I said, under the umbrella. They're going to have two and they might push their other things towards Hulu. Anything that's, you know, PG-13, R. MA, anything along those lines, anything with profanity, it might be pushed because the actual Disney library, Pixar, you know, Lucasfilms, uh, that content alone is huge. So if they possibly have two back-to-back running, that's that, that's what I'm thinking right now. And they just want to corner that market. You know, if you combine the subscribers with Hulu and the subscribers with Disney+, Plus, it might still not, not equal Netflix. But if their original content they're going to produce for Disney Plus and Hulu is good, you're going to see that balance start to tip, I think. And it's it's better to fight a battle when you got two people than you got one and they've got two people and plenty of content. What do yeah, you think? I, yeah, I think so. And I also got to thinking, if I was strategically... I'm starting a new service that I'm trying to get people on board with. Now, at first, you're going to have your your loyal people like I mean I'm ready to sign up for today and it's not even open you know started yet mm-hmm. but you're going to have people who are hesitant uh, who are like well I don't know if I'm going to like the original content that's going to be on Disney Plus now what if those people are Hulu subscribers right now and they're trying to figure out do I want to get Disney Plus as well do I want to you know uh, cancel Hulu would go with Disney Plus. What if they were to take some of their shows and have it on multiple streaming services for a minute? Um, like take one of these new Marvel shows. I mean, they've got the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on what, Netflix, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's obviously going to come off. But what if you were to do the same thing with Hulu to where they could test shows or they could run shows out for a certain amount of time and be like, you want to keep watching it? It's over here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. I like your idea as well of of them being able to have a place for content that maybe doesn't – they don't want the Disney brand name over top of. Because if it's on Disney+, Plus, it's 
families and parents are going to, uh, I would, I would think they're going to understand or think, assume for sure that anything that's on there is safe for their kids consumption. I'm going to tell my kids, go ahead and put on anything that you want. But if you do that to Netflix, you're going to be, you know, sorry about that because Netflix has content that's not appropriate. So yeah, exactly. And you know, there are, there are such things like, okay, so I know he's not part of the umbrella right now, but there are superheroes that are inappropriate. Deadpool, you know, for example, you know, and I know he's not, not part of the umbrella right now, but uh, you know what? It's quite possible there is going to be content produced, even under the Marvel line, that wouldn't be something you directly want to stream onto Disney+, Plus, a edgier version of the Defenders or Iron Fist or whatever the case may be. You know, I'm not saying I, I know for sure, but interesting so this is a streaming service game changer so if you have cable right now you've already probably thought about dropping cable for netflix and dropping cable for hulu and amazon prime but in order now for disney to control too i mean that's pretty big so yeah that's huge and and i would go into the specifics but oh i i'm not a businessman as per se i don't understand all the agreements but let's just say they've hashed out this deal um i I know part of it is that uh, nbc universal uh, which is comcast has the right to cancel their content licensing agreements with hulu by the year 2022 Mm -hmm. so at that point nbc universal's content is free to go anywhere else so at that point they could strike up a deal with netflix if they wanted to and battle the giant Mm -hmm. um so it will be interesting to follow this and see where they're going and you know there's a part of me as disney gobbles up everything that it possibly can where disney's thinking well just we'll just own this nbc content in the future anyway we might as well just buy it Mm -hmm. you know um i I know that's not the case there's going to be some in, in my trust attorneys yeah for in, sure uh, works in my mind though the buzzword of the last i would say decade seven ten years Iger's you know term here has been acquisitions you know mm-hmm. they acquire everything so when you own everything when you've got your hands on everything it's really hard to lose it, it really is and and i at this point it almost seems like it, I hate to use the term monopoly, but it almost seems like they're playing a monopoly game. You know, when you just get so much money and so much property in monopoly, you just, everybody doesn't even want to take their turn anymore. Mm -hmm. They're just like, dude, I'm bankrupt. Just take my stuff. But, Mm -hmm. but you're still sitting there going, no, this is fun. But (laughs) it's not though, because they haven't stopped trying to improve their product though, too, as well. You know, from being a Florida resident, there's always construction. Now, some of the construction has been, you know, like, like for the Riviera, the Riviera is beautiful, but some of the policies and procedures for selling that people have questioned. And I know we kind of segued from one topic to another, but it's not like the quality of product has diminished anywhere. Marvel films, absolutely not. You know, as far as theme park experience, I know people be like, oh, it was better 20 years ago, whatever. You know, it is. I can't fight if you want to live, you know, as a in the past if you want to you know dream for what 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 no longer exists but it's not for lack of trying they've tried to always make the guest experience good they're going to make you pay for it <laughs> no doubt about that you're going to pay a lot yeah. but the guest experience is is always been like first and foremost in their mind how do we improve the guest experience yeah it's been self-serving in some aspects like the magic band you know the magic band it does make the guest experience better you can pre select where you want to eat and the rides you want to go on yeah but also 
they know your spending habits. They know where you're at in the park. They know where you're doing. They know how long it takes from this attraction to this attraction. They know how much the average spend is per person on souvenirs. And they're getting that information as well too. But it does help improve your experience. So it's not like they've acquired everything and said, you know, we now are the king and we're going to let everything fall and you've got no other option they know you still have options you know you do have options Mm -hmm. just to buy four and they're actually really good options so but they're doing they're doing a good job acquiring doing a good job of of brand extension you know and honestly it's fun it's a fun time to be a disney fan you know and i'm not one of the i'm not a super over-the-top fanboy that everything they put out i'm gonna really enjoy I happen to enjoy a lot what they put out, but I'm also not snarky. You know, Disney community, Disney Twitter is like, <laughs> it's like, like, like the snake pit. Disney can't do any right, you know, unless they literally reinvented Horizons and brought Epcot Center back. Uh, Disney can't do any right. I'm not that guy either, too. So I, I can be critical. I can be objective. I could also be supportive, you know, and I usually am about three seconds apart in each one of those. Well, and, and I'll tell you with Disney, it- they know they've been through it before they've been on top before and then almost had it fall uh-huh. it, it, you know they understand within their history itself that you have to keep improving you you, ha- you can't just sit and and think oh everything's great people are coming to our parks no they understand that they have to continue to grow and add to their product and i think they've been very selective honestly on what they have acquired and i think they've been smart about it yeah. they've looked at it and thought you know this is what we want. This is what we want to do with. Um, this is the things that let's take Harry Potter, for example, they had tried, but at some point along the line, I think that uh, JK Rowling said, no, I'm not going to give any creative control over. And Disney says, that's not how we do things. Mm -hmm. But you know, we want creative control. We are the creative. So if that's not going to work, and we can't have a certain say in the you know what goes out then it, it will pass it's fine mm-hmm. you know we'll move forward and i think they've been very smart in that way with working with george lucas with working uh, you know with star wars and then and now going into the marvel universe i think they've understood that they want to be a part of the creative and they still of course want the others to be a part but they want to be a giant part of moving forward with anything that they acquire yeah so cool let's let's move off that what else we got buddy um let's do kind of a quick hitter mm-hmm. uh the eat to beat concert series has set their lineup for the um, international uh, food and wine festival gotcha. this fall gotcha um so i just thought we would kind of go over some of the acts that were going to be there so this should be kind of quick hitter here since we talked about hulu for a while so so hang on eat to the beat uh food and wine epcot festival from like late summer all the way till like like almost late fall at this point um it is the small festival that's now like the largest festival going for epcot correct or it's it's close yeah. you know so it's close yeah it's august 29th through november 19th mm-hmm. so yes okay and they put out concerts the concerts are where mike in epcot they're at the American Gardens Theater. Gotcha. That's in the uh, American Adventure Pavilion. Okay. So you've got some bands. So so tell me, fire me off the names, and I'll tell you, I'll give you my rating of 1 through 10 of my level of interest or even awareness of the bands. All right? Go ahead. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Sounds good. We've got, uh, starting off, it's Plain White Tees. Mm, okay. I hey there, Delilah. You know? Have you heard that song? Oh, 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 man. Okay, I would say uh, it's a solid two. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. We're starting off great. Very starting good. Strong. Solid two. Um, a, a, the second band is Sawyer Brown. Okay. Do you remember Sawyer Brown? I do remember Sawyer Brown, but it's been a long time. Give me a song. Oh, goodness gracious. We just listened to one the other day. A couple of them, actually. It's, it's a country band from the 90s. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to give it a to solid two. Okay. We're, we're rolling so far. Now, you said Jackson Brown. That'd be different. But Sawyer Brown, okay. No problem. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of excited. We, we were kind of in a 90s country mood lately. I don't know why. We've just been putting it on in the background. Um, you've been, so you've been Garth Brooks up. in around the house, have you, Michael? Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> been pretty crazy. Okay. Uh, Shania Twain cranked up to the tease okay um next is mercy me which i'm kind of excited about okay what do you give them um i i give it about a seven or an eight we we will probably go to this one because i'm dispensing twos around the park here so okay very good give me their song what is their song that i recognize um i can only imagine that was their big one okay and then they had the the movie came out that was about that song uh, just recently. So people should know that you are a concert goer. You and your wife go to a lot of concerts and your kids at Epcot, at Busch Gardens, at SeaWorld. You guys are always going to concerts left and right. Uh, yes, because we love the fact that we can go see these bands and it's in a family-friendly mm-hmm. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we love about it. I mean, sometimes we're hesitant to take our kids to you know the arena or whatever to see these shows. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just much easier in a theme park atmosphere. So Okay. Uh, next is Grace Kelly, which we didn't know who that was, um, but uh, she's a saxophonist. Okay. Well, okay. If she's a saxophonist, it means she has musical talent. I'll give her a little higher than two. I'll give her a four. Uh, when was she relevant? When was she? Did she have hits, or what? What did she have? You have gotten to the extent of our research on this. <laughs> she she is a saxophonist, and she'll be there September fifth through the sixth. Okay, which is when we leave for our cruise. So we didn't really look much more into. She's it. Kenny G's mortal enemy. Very good. Okay. <laughs> And, and my knowledge isn't getting much better with the next guy, okay. who is Zach Williams, who will be there September 7th through the 8th. Okay. I'm sh- No clue. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling. Someone's listening and be like, Chris, are you kidding me? It's Zach Williams. Zach freaking Williams. Um, I'm struggling. Go ahead. I know. I am too. Um, the next one, actually, I know now because of American Idol. I didn't before. Um, it's Lauren Daigle. Okay. She was just a mentor on the show, and she's actually like a, a contemporary Christian artist, but she just had a crossover hit with a song called You Say. It sounds a lot like Adele, but it's a really good song. she have a good voice? Oh, it's yeah. She's got a really good voice. I, I'm actually... Then I trust you. I, I go with excited. a five or six because, you know, a good voice like that would make all the difference in the world. Okay. And, and she's current, which a lot of times in these, they're not so current um and she's very current so i'm excited about that uh next is jimmy allen okay do you know jimmy allen no i know jimmy kimmel does that make a difference and i know jimmy fallon okay i this is I the combination know. of jimmy kimmel and jimmy okay. allen. yeah um and the next one is our favorite artist it's tbd it could just be anybody we don't know. And I do want to stop here. I'm trying not to be disrespectful to any of these artists. They're obviously way more successful than I will ever be in my life. So, And if they've made this Epcot Eat to the Beat series, they obviously are successful. So no disrespect intended. Absolutely. And you know what? Some of the best concerts I've been to have been ones where I had no clue who it was going in. But then afterwards, I'm like, whoa, I, I'm astonished. And I'm glad that they have this uh, – I have the ability 
to be introduced to them. Let's yeah. put it that way. So, uh, yeah, in no way am I uh, uh, the same thing. I'm not being – it's just I haven't crossed their path. Or, okay, so I'm going to I'm play off that. I went to the uh, – Van, Van Halen had that, 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 that let's get together after like 40 years concert. David Lee Roth was the singer. They brought him back. And um, uh, Eddie Van Halen's son was playing bass. But who opened for them was one of Bob Marley's kids. And Bob Marley had many kids with several different women. But one of them was Kaimini Marley. And he played a few Bob Marley songs. And, you know, at the end of it, I was like, you know, that dude wasn't living off of his dad's name. Yeah, he was. But he was actually really good. He was really talented. And I had no intention, and nor would I ever go see a concert by him. But, you know, at the end of it, I was like, dang, he was pretty good. You know, so I agree with you. Sometimes you just walk up upon these things, and before you know it, you found something that was like, "Hey, I would have never seen that before," and it was really good. I enjoyed that. So, okay, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to shoot through some real quick because, yeah, cool. yeah this list is that uh, thing runs forever. Um, we've got uh, the Almond Betts Band, Everclear. We've seen Everclear a few times. They were big in my '90s alternative years. Gotcha. Uh, Starship. Featuring Mickey Thomas, uh, which we saw them one year. We actually went to see Lauren Elena, who was an American Idol contestant. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to see her, but because of a hurricane, she got stuck, I believe, in Jamaica or somewhere. So she couldn't make it. And Starship stayed another night okay. um, to fill in. And we really enjoyed that show. Uh, postmodern Jukebox. Gotcha. Have you heard of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We saw them... Um, a couple years ago as well. Blue October. You know, I want to go back to something. Is Starship, is that like the latest incarnation of Jefferson Starship? Or, or, is that? Yes. It, yeah. You know how they morphed and morphed and morphed. Yeah. Um, they don't have Grace Slick anymore, obviously, as the lead singer. So now it's a it's a, it's a a guy at this point, correct? Well, it's the, the same guy, the Mickey Thomas. Like, um, I believe he's the same one that was in like the videos for, Re, you know, we built the city and okay. that, um, that, era but uh the girl that they have is really good she does a really good job filling you know stepping into those shoes gotcha uh so it was actually really enjoyable cool uh, watching that um mark wills who we enjoyed so much the one time he's a country artist um we enjoyed so much the first show we saw we stayed and sat through i think his next two really (laughs) yeah wow we just really enjoyed his show. Um, his songs, you need to take a Kleenex with you, like a box of them. Oh, Lord. Because, and he'll even say that in his show. He's like, well, we're going to split up some of these songs into my different shows because it, <laughs> they tend to be a little on the sad side. So, uh, or emotional, I should say. Uh, Sugar Ray is next, followed by another to be determined. Voice uh, Avenue and Southern Avenue. There's two avenues right back to back. Okay. Uh, 38 Special. Hold on loosely. Very good. Yep. Okay. Baja Men, who let the dogs out. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Playing one Ocean. song. Playing one extended version of a song. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Billy Ocean. Oh, now you yeah. got me. You freaking got me right there. Billy Did Ocean is the he's the man. He's got he, he he's got some of the greatest like late '80s soul slash pop music ever slash uh, soundtracks. Right? He's he, got some good. Yeah. 
Okay, you great. From what was it? Uh, a Jewel of the Nile, I think it was. Yes, been one of those. Yeah. Yes, my 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 older brother used to love Billy Ocean, and he's got a video. I'll have to share it on uh, on our Facebook page. He's got a video of uh, of. I swear, it's like someone had it's Star Wars slash. Motown had like a baby and they made a video and that's what this is. It is the weirdest video of all time with Billy Ocean. Um, it's lover boy. Uh, hang on. Um, I want to be yo. Remember yeah. that song? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it I, is weird. It's like they're in the sand. Yes. Like a sand. Yeah. World or something. And yeah. they got the sand people and <laughs> it's a great weird video, but Billy Ocean, he's the man I'd pay to see that. I would pay to go yeah. to that concert. And I don't know if you've seen him late. Well, I don't know lately, but I, I saw a, a recent video. He had like the dreadlocks, and he's he, he to- looks totally different than he did back then. Is his um, voice good still? Because he had a great voice. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It, it, I'm just curious. What I guess he would have to play some of those old hits, right? Oh my gosh, that's just, why he's there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we, we were on the last time he was there. We were on our Disney cruise. So, and that was one of the ironies because it's Billy Ocean and we were in the ocean. Uh, anyway, Sheila E. is next. Holy cow. Yeah. Sheila yeah. E. brought me back to 1985. Okay. Very good. Very excited there. Uh, High Valley. Not heard of him. Yeah, me either. Uh, this is Christina's favorite every year. Hanson. Oh, man. They're always there right around her birthday and we have to go. It's... Okay. Something else. Uh, Sheena Easton. How old those boys now? Like 70? How old those Hanson kids? Oh, I don't know. They're they're about my age. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sheena Easton. Is that once to look like a guy or a girl, or is it... Or we should, probably shouldn't have talked about that. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Very yeah, moving on. Moving on. on. Uh, Chris Allen. He won American Idol one year. Uh, boys to Men. Oh, that might be good. Yeah, they're there at, like... Almost every year, we we enjoy them as well. Motown Philly, love it. Okay, the Hooters. Oh, oh what is the song? And we dance, right? Is that the song? Yeah. Okay, yeah. very very good. Uh, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Oh. They're there annually. Well, my my uh, my brother in law used to love them. Some of that swing music. Y- yep. Yeah. Uh, there's another to be determined, and then and last is D Capella. So I'm assuming they're a, an acapella. Okay, so we've got some bands there that I would actually pay money to go and see. Some I'm not aware of. Obviously, they're way more talented, again, than I'll ever be. So, cool. Got an interesting mix of different variety. Got some Christian, got some country, got some uh, got some Billy Ocean and Boys to Men. So, we've got some interesting mix there. Yeah, and that's what I love about these concerts. I mean, they're, they're brief sets. You know, they, they are three times a day, uh, 5.30, 6.45, and 8, mm-hmm. Sundays through Thursdays, 6.30, 7.45, and 9, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, so there's three different shows you can go to, and they're brief shows. They're only about a half hour in length. and Six, but, six or seven songs, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And a lot of times they'll, of course, repeat their they're big songs, but some don't. Some will have so many songs that you know you'll want to go to all all three of the shows or mm-hmm. however it works. But a lot of the lines can get crazy for these things uh, if you don't get there, you know, early enough. That's what I heard. I heard you got to get in line like two hours in advance in order to get a seat. Yeah, and so especially if you want up front. Uh, a lot of times, what we'll do is, uh, if we really want to see the band, we will wait in line. But other than that, we'll try to sneak in at the last second. We don't care how close we are, um, or we'll sit 
at the American Adventure, like the Liberty Inn dining area with mm-hmm. the t- the tables and the umbrellas. Okay, we'll kind of sit there and, and listen. So if we can't get a seat, but it's still a good time, and it's with your admission to the park. So enjoy it. Well, if if Billy if Billy Ocean doesn't play "Get Out of My Dreams" and "Get Into My Car," then everyone's going to riot. I'm just going to tell you that right now. All right. Speaking of videos, that video was something else. <laughs> Billy Ocean's got more airtime on this show than he's had in long. Okay, <laughs> moving on. What's our next story, right. buddy? Moving on. While we're still at Epcot, um, I, I kind of want to hit on the the new um, restaurant, the space restaurant. Okay. That's going to be over in by Mission Space. Gotcha. Now, this restaurant, I, we don't need to talk about it long because I know everybody probably knows about it. But it is a, a table service experience. Um, it's going to be kind of next to Mission Space. And it looks incredible. The concept art, like mm-hmm. giant screens that, you know, they, they've got a spaceman outside. Yeah, it looks sim- like simulate that you're on a space station. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. Okay. I'm just, I'm hoping that this is an experience that I can do at some point. I I just think that it would be very fun for the boys. I think I would geek out about it a little bit. What are your thoughts on this restaurant? Okay, so there's there's two ways to look at this. I'm super excited, and we will go, we'll even make an advanced dining reservation, which I never do, to go and see this. Because I think that the whole thought of having a restaurant that looks like space and space is itself is exciting the other way to look at it is mission space isn't a hit you know it 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 really was never like a headline even right now you and i could go to epcot today and we could go on the green in what 20 minutes and the orange in 25 minutes like we don't even need a fast pass for that so it really isn't like a headliner it's not like the soren restaurant or you know or something along those lines so I'm not quite sure the motivation other than space itself is really pretty cool in my mind. I would go and see it based upon their technological ability to make it seem like a simulation of outer space. It's going to be fantastic. And that executive chef, he's the executive chef of a bunch of things in, in, in Disney Springs as well, too. The restaurant company owns a bunch of or has a bunch of things in Disney Springs. So it's not just going to be like... um Cosmic rays, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be right. it's gonna be something special. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I look forward to it. I am too. I, well, I think we can just wrap that one up. Okay. So uh, the next thing is the new experiences that are coming to Epcot during the 2020 Festival of the Arts. So that happens in January, February. Okay. Um, and they've got some new shows that are going to be, de- well, debuting then. And one of them is a Beauty and the Beast sing-along in the France Pavilion. Okay. Uh, it is going to be in the same theater as Impressions de France, but it's not going to replace it. They're going to do alternating shows. Okay. So, um, you know, you would see Impressions de France for, for certain shows and then the Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Um, and it is created by Don Hahn, the producer and animator or uh, the animated and live action Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be fun. I, I'm i one of those people that kind of geeks out about the Frozen sing-along. I go in there and I kind of almost like well up a little bit mm-hmm. when everybody's singing. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Frozen music and I'm a huge fan of the Beauty and the Beast music. 
so I, I'm really looking forward to this. Well, let me ask you these questions then. And I agree. I think it's good value and a really cool, interesting thing to bring in. When was the last time you saw the movie in France at Epcot? I think it was probably when me and my wife had a date night when our oldest was six. So probably been a 10 while years ago. Been, yeah, been a while. Okay, so that is potentially the motivation. There is. I know people tend to really enjoy. Like I'm a huge fan of Martin Short and the 360 over at Canada. Um, and I like the one over in China, and I like the one in France. But like when I walk past it, it's not like I gotta grab my wife and my kids' hands and be like, "Come on, we gotta go see this movie." So okay, cool, good use of a theater, you know, good yeah. use of a venue that you currently have that may not be sold out every time, you know. I, I, I yeah, so I think so. And then uh, speaking of China, they're getting a new film. Okay, it's the first ever seamless digital Circle Vision 360 show. Uh, it is set to replace the current reflections of china you, you know what i i think updating even though i i heard they were considering updating the one in canada too so on our facebook group scott gerke actually put a post the other day that he thought that epcot was in in danger of becoming a museum and when you think about it he's 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 got a point you know a lot of these things are dated so in order to make sure they stay current, stay fresh, use the latest technologies, they got to update them. Now, I'm not as crazy about them updating Canada, but you know what? Usually when they do an update, it comes out really good. The Frozen attraction would be one. I know there's people that really are like Maelstrom supporters, but honestly, if you go on it, there's no there's no contest between the two attractions. You know, one is clearly, you know, even though it's the same layout, it's technologically it's a better experience for the guest you know i know it uses an ip and it's not doesn't have trolls and whatnot but um yeah cool i, th- I think uh i think they'll they'll all be great as far as the new updated movies and i think the sing-along for beauty and the beast will be great as well yeah absolutely and they are talking about or they are going to update oh canada Mm-hmm. And there is a possibility that Martin Short would not be the host, which I'm kind of upset about that. I, I, you know, I've grown accustomed to him being there. I don't mind updating it, but as long as he's still, let's let him host the new one too. Or a cameo uh, or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, something, because he's just hilarious to me. I love that whole film, to agreed, be honest. Agreed, but you know what? They do need to have new, because even when you watch it, it does feel dated. You know, when they talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cirque being the you know starting off in the street it just felt when you watch it a little dated so okay yeah and the last uh, thing on this note is uh the circle of life theater in the land pavilion mm-hmm. they're going to run start a awesome planet which is an on-screen exploration of earth um so it's going to be in that same theater uh it's going to have nature photography in theater effects things like that um and it's called awesome planet so i think that'll be neat uh i like the circle of life uh, you know movie that was in there mm-hmm. but it ran for 22 years so yeah you know it probably is time to update that so uh, i'm kind of excited about this one as well well so. i was thinking as you were saying that that boy that that timon and pumba that they've been there forever you know with that with that circle of life type show uh education and environment and whatnot so yeah probably time probably time yeah definitely and see you want to see how my transitions are going this week so seamlessly Help, hit me. since we're talking about the environment let's go over to Rafiki's planet watch boom 
transition. Yeah. Look at this. I, I, I don't know how I'm doing this so well and so <laughs> humble about it as well. Okay. I, I too am extraordinarily humble, says Drax. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on Drax. He cracks me up. Uh, oh, jeez. We watched some of his moments the other night. A YouTube video of just all of his moments. And the part when he's talking to Mantis and he goes, just the thought. Uh, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> it makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Jordan looks at me he's, uh, like I'm nuts every time I I'm, just die. I'm proud of you, though, that you caught the Marvel reference. I'm proud of you, buddy. You did good. Hey, I, you know what? And those movies are growing on me, and I'm getting ready to watch each one of them again. Okay. Because I, I think I didn't truly appreciate them as much as I could have. So we're going back to rewatch. Um, but Rafiki's Planet Watch has been under refurbishment for quite a while now. Um, and it looks like it's not going to open as soon as we had hoped. So, uh, they had originally said spring. Well, we're in spring, um, possibly summer, but it looks like it could be late summer Okay, <laughs> for, the, for it to reopen. Uh, and, and you know, I think it is important. And, and the funny thing is I had just yesterday, I was listening to a previous WDW review podcast. I was brushing up on my my podcast listening. I don't and, recommend that, but okay, very good, very good. Uh, but you and Stacy <laughs> were actually talking about Rafiki's Planet Watch um, and how it it is important and how it does have a place at Animal Kingdom. And I am glad that they are uh, doing some things to enhance it. Uh, I guess they are taking out the rainforest booths, which I actually kind of liked, where you went in and. You could hear the the sounds and the soundtrack. Did you ever do those? Um, I, you know, I'll be honest. I, I, I probably have, but I can't recall it specifically. It's been a while. You know, I mean, we. It's probably been a year and a half since, we, maybe two years since we've been to Animal Kingdom in the first place. It hasn't been high on the list, and I'm not quite sure why that is. I do appreciate the attraction. I appreciate the the train trip even more. I think the train trip is probably the best part of the attraction. Um, mm. But when you have kids inherently, if there's a petting zoo, no matter what it's attached to, you're going to go. And that was like the kid's big attraction to it. But I do think that authenticity in that park is something important. And if you have a place that is legit, not, not like we do studies here, you know, living with the land is one thing because they actually, you know, it's literally hydroponics. But if they are legitimately performing an operation on an aardvark or they are doing a dental cleaning of whatever, I think that is authenticity that you can't possibly buy. And so there is a place for that. There, that, I mean, inherently, is that not what people fell in love with at Epcot in the first place? Was It was supposed to be a place of education and learning. And they're literally bringing it to Animal Kingdom. It's like, no, 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 this is not fake. This is not staged. We're not, you know, we, we don't we're not rotating the dinosaur eggs like over at universal with the Jurassic, you know, Jurassic park area. This is real. I think it has a, a, a place and, but I think it also needs to have a little more of the wow factor and just a little fresher look. So I'm excited. I'm eager. I'm not quite sure what the delay is for, but honestly I can wait for it. It's going to be good when it reopens. Yeah. And from some of the things that I'm, I'm hearing are going to be inside of the new space is going to be kind of a dedication to Disney animators taking inspiration from animals. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to kind of have examples of uh, the animators using live animals for like Bambi, the Lion King, um, things in order to enrich the animation, as well as kind of tying in their 
their mission, their true life uh, movies that they put out, you know, okay. like the penguins, the chimpanzee, the, the things like that, kind of putting a focus on that in there. So I'm excited to see it, uh, to see kind of that reference to the animation and, and that sort of thing kind of all tying in together. Cool. What else you got? You know, you got maybe one or two more. It might might even be off Disney property. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know what? I'm going to cut some of the things out because we are running long. Mm -hmm. But um, the Bongo's Cuban Cafe at Disney Springs is going to be closing. Um, I know that people are probably, okay, whatever. My first thought was, where's SpongeBob's house going to go? Because that's what I always think of, the, the pineapple there. But I, I do like its presence there. I, there's something about it I really like. Um, but the reason that I'm, I'm mentioning that is because when they spoke with uh, Gloria Stefan and her husband Emilio, they, they basically, their restaurant group owns Bongo's Cuban Cafe. And they had said that the, they're growing in a different direction and Disney Springs is going in a different direction. So uh, basically they felt it was time to end their their residency there. But they are actually going to be still in the Orlando area as they are going to open a restaurant at Sunset Walk at Margaritaville, okay. which is a new uh, resort, basically, that's opened up on, on Highway 192, uh, which is basically – you know, 192 is that main drag there, the tourist drag that goes. Um, okay, so if you never, if, if you just take the Magical Express, if you go to the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and there's a road right there, just by its its entrance, I guess you'd say called mm-hmm. Sherbeth Road. Sherbeth Road would run south and like west, but like as the crow flies, Margaritaville is probably from the entrance of Jumbo House, maybe. A mile and a half, two miles, though. Like it, it, there's no direct route, so it's it's relatively close by. One eighty two is is south of all the Disney property. So okay, yeah, it's it's very easy access there, and it's actually a great location uh, for this resort because it you can get to Disney property relatively quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we used to live right on the top of one ninety two when we first moved to Florida, and it was such a quick jaunt to get down there uh, but this property is something else it's got a water park um, going in there there are also going to be vacation homes inside of there so vacation property mm-hmm. um, there is a hotel that's going to uh, be opening there as well it's kind of a sight to see and uh, as theme park brothers we were invited to their groundbreaking uh, a couple years ago, uh, it was kind of one of our first, like, and only at this point, press events. We were so excited and felt fancy, and uh, we got to go to their groundbreaking, and the boys got to wear the hard hats and cool everything. So we were really excited about this opening, and the thing that we're most excited about, I believe, is the Sunset Walk, which is their kind of dining slash uh, Go- shopping destination. Gotcha. So is Bongo's going there as a direct copy, Bongo's, or is it a different restaurant? It's going to be called something different. It is going to be a Stefan Kitchen okay. brand. Oh, wait. Okay. Located from the Stefan Kitchen brand at Sunset Walk. So um, it does not seem to say what the name of that restaurant is going to be. Okay. So let me ask you this. Have you ever eaten at Bongo's? 
I've never eaten there. I've gone inside and loved the atmosphere, but no, I've never eaten there. I've not eaten there either. So we have a Disney local and a person who's been there many, many times with his family, and it's not drawn me in. So I, I don't want to read between the lines, and I don't want to be critical, but it's not been enough for me to actually eat there or had a reservation. I'd like to know who has eaten there, and I'd like to get a little bit of information of what they thought of the experience. I've looked at the menu, and the menu, it, uh, for for the price, for the food offerings, which are probably very authentic, didn't grab, grab me, you know, and I'm not trying to be super critical of it, but... As far as when it leaves and what's coming in, I'd be more excited for what's replacing it than what's leaving at this point. Absolutely. And, and that, I'm sure, will get announced at, at a certain point. And we can talk about that one. But um, what is your thoughts? On, what are your thoughts on the Margarita Raidaville Resort? Is that someplace that you would think about staying with yeah. its uh, water park? I've seen and- it. It's cool. It's really impressive. It's It's got a fun vibe to it. And, uh, you know, I would I would – yeah, absolutely. I don't want to go in further detail about like, oh yeah, no, I'm considering buying. I'm not. I'm not going to consider buying a vacation home because it's simply not financially possible. It's expensive, but staying, yeah, 100. percent The water park is really cool. The location of Disney property really cool. Heck, I would consider staying at Reunion. Reunion's just up the road. Reunion is pretty special. If you, I think that this is like I'm on a you know soapbox here. If you go to Florida and you only limit yourself to what Disney has to offer. You're doing yourself a disservice because it is a tourist attraction. It is like tourism central in Florida. If you just think that Disney is the only thing, there are so many other fantastic options that aren't crazy priced. Uh, you know, SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, Universal up the road. But like those are just like, like like some of them. But as far as where you stay to as well, they're, they're amazing places to stay. So yeah, I love Disney and I will always love Disney. But don't just limit yourself to that. Get out of that bubble, and you'll find like some really pretty special things there. Yeah, I think that's great. I think it gives some more options. And and then for those who only like to stay on property, well, it gives other people more options to get out of your way. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Uh, but yeah, it looks really nice. There, there are pools and, and the water park itself. And um, you can actually go to the water park without staying as well. Uh, the pricing on that, it's called uh, Island H2O. Okay. Uh, the ticket prices are uh, $49.99 plus tax, under 48 inches, $42.99 plus tax. Um, and what's kind of interesting is you can get an annual pass for $69.99. Man. So, you know, that's not much. That's only $20 more than a general admission for a day. So, which is um, which is what Six Flags does. The day ticket is about forty to fifty bucks. The annual pass is about seventy bucks. They realize they could bring you in for the day. There's a chance of upselling you once you're there, and the ticket price and the admission price that's not where they make the money. Every place knows this. It's food. It's food and beverage, um, and if you have alcohol, it's even more than that. So if they can bring you back and get you in the gate cheaply, you're going to buy their food. Mm-hmm. That's where they make the profit. But I would think that especially right now. It's going to be the cleanest it's going to ever be, and it's going to be, like, fresh. So, And it will be relatively quiet right now as they're still in the mode of selling memberships and selling, you know, vacation units and whatnot. So it might be a good time right now to try it. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't think it's even open yet. Uh, it's getting close to opening. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've been down there. But, yeah, this I think once – first gets open now is definitely the time <laughs> to go in and get get your feet wet so to speak with my dad pun there 
But that's all I got, Chris. We I, I caught it. I caught, the, I caught the pun, Mike. No, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah, we we drove by it. There's a there's a, well, frankly, I'm gonna rub it in your face. There's a Wawa right there near that intersection. There's oh, there's, yes. there's a Red Robin there. We uh, we met some friends last time, Scott and and B and Tony and and Pete. So uh, yeah, we're familiar with that area. 192. I will give people a warning though. If by where I said it's a mile and a half, two miles, you think it's ten minutes. It is not. <laughs> 192 can be like glue literally your car could be there for 40 minutes to get two miles so yeah 192 even though it's a very wide street in both directions <laughs> it's, yeah it, it could be it could be devastating so be careful i remember needing to go back and forth there to get to work when i worked for disney and lived at the top and then you know a half hour later you're still trying to get yeah. two miles down the road you're, you're almost like, better off on. yeah you're almost better off taking uh western way and taking western way to the expressway and coming back down than the direct route of 192 over you know that might be the a faster route sometimes and there is actually a road uh, when you're talking about sherbeth there's a road that goes off of that off to the right that will go behind and kind of parallel to 192. Gotcha. And it will actually get you up to where the Texas Roadhouse right across the street from Margaritaville is. So oh, you can kind of good tip. Sidestep that. You got to admit, you're a little impressed with my my, my sense of, of direction and my knowledge of streets in that area, right? I am. And I think you could just move down here tomorrow. You guys would be good. I'm pretty much ready and set. So, all right. So that was our news show for today. You know what? We always want to let the news fill up, so to speak. If we did a news show every week, there wouldn't be enough. And even still, it'd be arguable. There, you know, you know, that the news stories today were going to make and change your life. But still, to keep you in contact with the Disney community, talk about Disney, Hulu, and Eat to the Beat, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope we entertained you. If there's something that we touched on or didn't touch on or if we're incorrect, reach out to us. Let us know. So on Facebook, it's uh, the WW Review. It's the Theme Park Brothers. On Twitter, it's at Theme Park Boys, and it's WW Review at WW Review. Um, or join our Facebook community. It's called Edcot, E-D-C-O-T. And Michael is a member there. He's one of my closest friends, so we communicate frequently there. But there's a bunch of great people. It's it's no snark. It's it's fun. It's, it's a friendly community of people. It's supportive. I guarantee you, you're not going to be, there's not going to be a, uh, a troll. And if there is, we're going to deal with it quickly. So, but if we've missed something, if we've made a mistake, again, this is just uh, two dudes talking about Disney news. Let us know. We, uh, we certainly welcome that. So, uh, anything left for today, buddy? No, I think that's it. I appreciate everybody hanging in there with us while we discuss these stories, for sure. No problem. For my buddy Michael, for myself, we want to thank you. We want to wish you a great day. Have a good one, everybody.
Stand 